That was, that was a double opening, but that's okay. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of the Lucas. I'm Michelle McCall. And you got a uh, little producer, Pat. We don't have STL Roper tonight. We're down a man. It's we are two. down one man. Yes, that is correct. Oh, let me grab my stew over here. But that will not stop the show. The show will go on. The show will always go on. Sean. Roper's got a valid reason, though. He's at the City game right now. Uh, they are down two to one to Real Salt Lake, which is unexpected. But unexpected on a Wednesday night match. Uh, yep, very, uh, very um, disappointing to be to uh, say the least. Well, as I was telling Dave upstairs earlier, we just got to survive the next couple months, month, the month or so. Klaus, our best forward, injured. Edward Leuven, our best midfielder, injured. Practically then, our best player, probably. Practically best player. Yeah. And then all season, we haven't even seen him play yet. Joachim Nilsson, the yeah. Swede, center back. Yeah, dude. We that are... Alex Dean and Oscar Sundquist helped recruit. Yeah, dude. Uh, I did get a text from STL Roper that he saw Sonny at Shaffley. Sonny's at the game right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, he goes to... He, I think he has season tickets. I think. He might I've live seen in him, I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him online all over the place, dude. He loves... He misses us so much, dude. All right, let's segue that sunny talk oh, right into the blues. All right, let's go. We got the draft next... We got the draft next Thursday. Wednesday. Sorry. I misspoke earlier in the it's week. It's on a Wednesday? It is on a Wednesday night, yes. That's weird, but okay. Yep. Yep, the it's 28th. It's going to be a franchise-altering night for the St. Louis Blues. You heard it here first. Oh, Mr. Shaw, why do you say that? Franchise-altering night. Y'all remember the year where Dougie Doug made a couple trades and fleeced Philadelphia? Got Yori Laterra gone? Your? <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Braden Shen for Yori Laterra? Yep. I feel like he's going to pull off some hijinks. Okay. Next Wednesday. Okay, so we were picking 10, right? So we, we obviously three. the Blues have three first round picks. The last time that happened, we can look this up and maybe check me on this, but I think it was 2007. The Blues drafted David Perron, Ian Cole, and Lars Eller. Well, didn't we draft Flatty early? That was not 2007. That was 2010. I know, I know but that's the last time we've had a high end first round pick. The last time the Blues selected in the Top 10, I think, was when they selected Petrangelo at number 4 in 2008. Or maybe 10. Mm. 10. Here, I will look that up. Blues. Shaw's draft knowledge is... Blues top 10 Unmatched. STL Roper would not have known Since that. Since Alex Petrangelo in number 4. Thank you very much. You are uh, right on the nose. All right, but speaking of 2023, we all know Connor Bernard, number one. Number okay. one overall. And we're going to hate him here number in two, St. Louis forever. Adam Finatelli. Finatelli, dude. He probably should go number one if Connor Bernard was not a been draft. saying he thinks Bedard's going to be a bust. Finatelli's a little taller, a little bigger. Right. But I got a feeling Connor Bernard is going to be a little similar to, um, what's his face, Jack Hughes. Okay. He's a smaller American. Well, not American. It's going to take him a little bit to get used to it. He's got a smaller it. frame. He's got the skill, but he's going to take a year or two to get catch up to, to the size of the other player he's playing against. Yeah. He's not playing roller hockey anymore or playing juniors. Yeah, that is very true. Anyways, Blues have first three first-round picks. Number 10, and then let me pull up the draft order. 
Number 10 was our own pick because we sucked this year. Yep. Number 25 from Toronto. That was the O'Reilly trade. Yep. And then number 28. Or no, 29. That was um, from the Rangers, but it technically was the Stars' first round pick. Uh-huh. Bat, do the Blues select three players in the first round? No. Yes or no? Not a chance. Not a chance. There's no Don't we have two way. second rounds? Pretty sure we have two second rounds. No, too. we traded our second round pick to Detroit. Oh. Okay, hold on. We have no second round picks. Dead air. <laughs> we can't have dead air on here, dude. We gotta talk no to dead each air, other. Yeah, yeah. No dead air. We don't need no dead air on All right. here. What do you want to talk about first? <laughs> players who the Blues can target for trades with those late picks, or players Blues could draft at number ten overall? Players, blue. So let's start with number ten. There's a bunch of people on this list that I would dream to have, but do they fall to us? Who knows? Let's talk about the players we dream who could fall at the Blues at ten. Okay, overall. yeah. Well, let's start there. It starts with the best Russian prospect in the draft, Mikachev. Yes, I agree. He put up 20 points in 30 KHL games last season. Yep. He's a little small, though. He's only 5'10", 170. But doing some research, I watched him pull off a Michigan, which is the play where you put the puck. Right. Everybody the knows, if anybody's play. watched hockey, you, you know what the Michigan play is. It's basically any play behind the net where you lift the puck and you put it in the net from Cross behind style. the net. Yes. He didn't show up to the NHL draft combine. Right. He's not meeting with teams, really. Mm-hmm. There's the Russian factor. People think he's going to stay and play in the KHL, kind of like Krill Krapazov. Kaprizov. No, I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> but what I uh, – there's another player on this list, and I was going down it. Um, he's projected to go number six to Arizona, and his name is Ryan Leonard. See – I've been reading a lot of different reports, and people got him ranked 5, 6, and I've seen somewhere he's ranked as low as 12. 12? And this one I'm looking at 10 right now. Yeah, but the, the, sta- but the stat I that stood out to me out of all of those stats was 51 goals, goals in 57 games. In 57 games. Total of 94 points. And he's an American-born player, right? He's going to Boston College next year. Right. Prestigious college here. In hockey, at least. He played on the national development team. Right. In the USHL. And then he played in the the under-18 USA team, the World Juniors, and he scored eight, eight goals in seven games. Pretty the dude's a, a, a... He's the, a captain. He's a power forward. Right. And he's big. And he's a center in which the Blues need. Exactly. Obviously. We, what, what we are... You it, can never have too many power forward centermen. I agree. People that go to the net. We need a guy that needs that trait of going to the net. What wins championships? A Pat Maroon. (laughs) Defense wins championships, Pat. So that's why we're going to talk about the best defenseman prospect. Uh, It's debatable. There's two European guys. There's Axel Sandin Belka. Mm -hmm. He's Swedish. He played in the under-20 league last year. He put up 36 points in 31 games. Yep. People compare him kind of like... To an offensive defenseman, transitional defenseman. Yep. Um, this one list I'm I, reading right here, they compare comparable NHL players to this guy. 
Jay Bowmeister, and Alex Petrangelo. Wow, that's a prestigious list here at St. Louis. He's got that hyphenated last name. Yep. Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson. Is he the next Ekman Larson? Sandine Pelka? Yeah. What about David Reinbacker, Pat? You like him, don't you? I love him. He is big. He is uh, he is ranked the number one defenseman in this draft. He is ranked number one defenseman in a lot of lists. And He's pe- Austrian. And people don't see a defenseman coming off the board until eight because it's so offensive heavy this year, early. He's it- taller. He's a little bigger. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of a stay-at-home defenseman. Which the Blues could fucking use. Yeah, dude. But do we want a repeat of Colton Pareko? <laughs> Colton Pareko was drafted in, like, the fifth, sixth round. That's true. So. But. Speaking uh, of Colton Pareko and the Blues defense, a lot of pundits out there believe that one of our defensemen could be traded. During the draft? During the draft. Package one of our defensemen with one of those late first-round picks for. To move up? No, for an NHL-ready player. And who would that be? A player with not too many years left on his contract to a team who maybe wants to move back into the first round for a player that they like. There's a lot of players that people are going to try to move. Philadelphia Flyers are unloading players left and right. Kevin Hayes. They're restarting, dude. Um, Travis Konecki. Scott Lawton. No, no, no. No, no, no. Real Salt Lake, dude. They just scored again. So it's 3-1. to Uh, Well, I'm glad we're not watching that one. I was telling Dave earlier, we still won it away at their building. Yeah. And they're still in the one here at City Uh, Park. It's whatever. The way she goes. The way she goes. But back to the Blues. The Blues need veterans, Pat. Well, duh. Who's leading this team? Jordan Kyrou and Robert Thomas? The veterans are gone. And you know what Doug Armstrong likes to do? He likes to bring in free agents like Jamie Langenbrunger, Steve Ott. (laughs) Paul Correa. <laughs> the Blues need a veteran, and that guy could be someone like Kevin Hayes, maybe a little Taylor Hall. Boston doesn't have a first-round pick. I would trade one of those late first-round picks for Taylor Hall. Give me a minute, dude. But didn't Dougie say, like, in a press conference that he's not looking for any player over 27? Didn't he say that? In a presser? Don't get me wrong. If he said that, maybe we're going after Travis Konecki. Yeah. Kyler Yamamoto. <laughs> one more season at 3.1. Yeah. We're Go. looking for the... What about what about this guy? What about this guy? What would you think on a line with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo? Alex DeBrinicat. DeBrinicat? DeBrinicat? DeBrinicat. Well, I would He's love Alex DeBrinicat, but he was shadowed by Patrick Kane and... And Jonathan Taze. That's the only reason he had that many points. Yeah, you know he sucked where he when after he got traded. He put up like sixty no, points he did in eighty it. games last year in Ottawa. He wasn't terrible. Oh, what about this guy from Calgary? What? Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin is a good one. One year, five million left on his contract. I would easily trade a first round pick, maybe another prospect. Fuck it, though. Give him Scandella, too. Yeah. So are you out on the Eric Carlson? Oh. He is up for trade as well. San Jose There's wants some rumors to floating around dump San Jose. Dump his contract, yeah. We're not taking $11 million cap Hell it, no. though. We don't have that. We don't have any cap space. All our work. Yeah, do, we do. No, we do not. I've, I uh, listened to 101, shout out 101, uh, this morning. We have, like, $3 million in cap. 
Who? What free agents do we have? We probably traded them all at the deadline. We traded them all. We don't have any <laughs> free agents. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> we do not have any of that. No hand defense is much more reasonable. But if the Blues were to trade Eric Carlson. Okay. We would have to give up pretty much the farm. We give No. We could probably trade number 10 overall. Yeah. We would, but Dougie already said he's not trading number 10. So What are those? We trade two of the first round picks, both of those, San Jose. And then, I mean, we're probably going to have to trade it one of Bull Duke, Dean, or Snuguru. Yeah, but I don't want to trade any of I don't trade any of those guys. So then you're left with Colton. Colton Pareko. But does Eric, does Eric Carlson make your team better? He put up 100 points last year. That is true. Yes, he makes your team better. He's a... And he's a veteran, too. Check that box as well. Cha-ching! <laughs> um, but going back to the draft, let's go back to the draft. Let's swing back. So we we started out with uh, players that we wish we wanted. Let's see players that we think we're going to get. Let's go into that. I think we could easily get either... Reinbacker or Leonard or that other defenseman. Hyphenated guy. Um what's his name? Pika. Sandine Pelka. Pelka? First name Axel. Axel Pelka. I really would like Reinbacker though. I think that when you're thinking of a franchise player, you gotta think of what kind of last name is looking good on the back of a sweater. Reinbecker. Ryan Becker. I could see him wearing a number nine. What about or a number uh, four or five? What about Nate can't wear that. Danielson? Four. What about Nate Danielson? I don't like him. Why? He's playing just junior league. Brandon Weekings, seventy-eight points in sixty-eight games for Canadian junior league hockey. You want to see their numbers pop. You okay. don't want to see just progression. Because any of those kids who play junior hockey are going to get better as they get older and put up more points. If they're progressively putting up the same amount more points each year and it's a pattern, that doesn't scream special to me. That's why I like these European guys who are playing against grown men. Mm-hmm. That would be Reinbecker. That would be someone like Leo Carlson, who's probably going to be off the board by the time the Blues pick. Yeah. Hmm. There's another guy I like who played on the national development team. Okay. With Ryan Leonard, who okay. will be attending American University next year at the University of Minnesota with Jimmy Snuguru. And who would that be? Oliver Moore. Put up 75 points in 61 games. Um, this draft it, summary compares him to Kevin Fiala or Jesper Bratt. Oh, they also say Dylan Larkin. There you go. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, but who do you think Dougie go to get? Does he get a center, best player available? I think he takes a defenseman. I think he takes one of those European defensemen because one of them will be there. Really, they're they're both neck and neck. Both those defensemen are pretty freaking good. I've, and I've been, we need a franchise defenseman. I've been looking at. I've and you find li- him in the draft. I've been listening to interviews by Dougie. He's taking best available. Here's what. Maybe what about this? What if we take a forward right there? He trades one of those two later round picks. We move up to like twelve for 
15 and right. then take a defenseman there. Right. Where are you watching the draft? Let's go back to that. Where are you going to watch it? Home? It's a Wednesday night, maybe here at the Palace. We do a live stream. Maybe. Oh, I am sadly out of town, so no Lucas next week. But that's okay. I'll check in with SCL Roper. We'll make some plans. <laughs> if he's coherent. <laughs> <laughs> he is getting his tonsils out this week. Wisdom teeth. Wisdom teeth. Whatever. Same, Same thing. thing. Same thing. Same thing. Whatever. The dude might be out of it. But um, what else do you want to talk about here while we're just riffing, talking? Well, let's get into a little bit of Shaw's betting corner. Oh, betting corner. No, no, no. No, no, no. If you were tailing my picks from the last episode of the previous season, I think I gave everyone a little tidbit of fading the Miami Heat, the worst team against the spread. I gave you all that stat. Uh-oh. The Miami Heat made it all the way <laughs> to the NBA Finals. Oh, no. And I saw another stat that compared the worst team against the spread in the regular season, the Heat, turned out to be the best team against the spread in the playoffs. Oh, no. What a turnaround. That's Shaw's <laughs> betting luck right there. Oh, that's been your year, huh, buddy? It has always been my year. Uh, saw another betting meme, and it was like, did you see the clip of, like, um, the U.S. Open, where it was like a one-foot putt, and he hits it in. I think it was the amateur kid. He puts it. He reaches down to grab the ball because he thought it went in, and the ball pops out. And he just, like, stands up and looks at the stars and is like, God, why me? <laughs> <laughs> and the meme was, that's, like, the last leg of your parlay, the minus, like, 500, and yeah. somehow loses. Yeah, but how that? How about that feeling of a hitting a ten legger, dude? You just oh, this is a funny story. Yesterday for Pat's birthday, shout out Pat's birthday. Cha-ching. We were hanging out at the palace playing some Jackbox. Yep. And me and Roper had the same question on Quiplash. Or same answer. Same. We answer. had the same answer. Um, how yeah. would you even describe that game? It's like a. It's like a, Quiplash is like a thing. It's like a apples to apples, but you make your own answers. Yeah. Or it's like Mad Limbs kind of. Like yeah, you write yeah. like crazy funny stuff, fill out the story. Yeah, exactly. But you play it on the TV, it's kinda of like a hoot. Right. Anyways, the question was, what is true your true happiness? Hitting a ten leg parlay. I wrote hitting a ten leg parlay <laughs> and Roper put hitting a nine leg parlay. <laughs> and when I questioned Roper and I said, Roper, why did you put a nine leg parlay? Ten leg is obviously better. Right. And he told me, you know what? Nine legs just seems more reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Because once the legs start hitting double digits, like, who the fuck is going to hit that? Mm. And that's why I said that's my happiness. That is true happiness. That is for sure. And it gives you the money. All right. Let me wrap this up with one pick for this weekend. One pick. This is a guaranteed winner. We might actually post this. So, yes. What is this pick? This is a guaranteed lock. Okay. The game of the year lock. Okay. Saturday, 12 o'clock noon, Cardinals and Cubs in London. Taking the over. Taking the over. Don't care what number it is. Taking the over as soon as the line comes out. Okay. They don't have it out yet, but Wainwright's pitching. Don't care who's pitching for the Cubs. I have a question. Does the Mexico game kind of influence that? Yes. 100%. International games 
always hit the over. Almost always hit the over in the first game because the odds makers don't really can't really expect how many runs they're going to score. Yeah, the players the have never played in the field. They're playing in a soccer. They're playing in Tottenham's field. Tottenham. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like I don't know the dimensions of the diamond or how far. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Goldie, Gorman, Nato, they're going to be crushing dingers. Carlson, he's been kind of heating Carlson up. Carlson hit two last night. Yeah. And it's good. You don't want them. They lost today. Yeah, they lost today. They got shut out today, actually, that which is bad. a good thing because okay. they're going to come into London fresh, and they're going to be hitting the ball hard. Let's, let's talk about Cardinals, dude. We had a little four-game stretch where we won. Right, but we lost today. It's okay. I let my hopes get up. If you follow the Lucas Twitter out there, I commented on a Cardinals <laughs> post the other day when they won, and I said fourteen and zero, baby, let's go. No, I said something like, I don't remember. I was like, feel a ten game winning streak about to happen. <laughs> Incoming. Incoming. Jordan Hicks is pitching better though. Oh my god, dude, he's pitching out of his mind. One hundred and four with control. Yeah, he stopped just throwing fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Yeah. And is actually starting to put some rotation and learning a few pitches. Yeah, a little bit, dude. He's putting in some work. We needed that, dude. We needed our closers to be – we needed the whole team to be Good better. to see Jordan Walker back, right? Good to see him with some pop, too. Yeah, yeah, he may have, like, changed it all, apparently, by the Cardinals. I think standard. I saw a stat that said Cardinals under 21 or under under 20-something – with multiple 10-game hitting streaks. It was like Roger Hornsby, Albert Pujols, and now Jordan Walker. Yeah, that's an elite group right there. In itself, just just those two players. He's first off two. limits. No one is getting their hands on Jordy Walker. Mm-hmm. He's staying in the St. Louis outfield. Well, that's how I feel about Thomas, so, with the Blues. I mean, we have no choice, but... <laughs> if, like, the right team came calling, dude, I would trade Robert Thomas for, like... Kuznetsov. No! We could actually... He was on that list I was looking at of, like, veterans. Yeah. I really think Doug Armstrong needs... We need veterans on that team. Sorry to switch back from Cardinals to Blues. No, that's fine. That's fine. But we'll go back. Taylor Hall, Kevin Hayes, Kuznetsov. We need just, like, to bring in a guy with... Experience. We need a veteran on the team. Yeah, we need some locker room. I don't room. trust we need some locker Robert room. Thomas and Jordan Cairo to carry the locker room. They can't. They cannot. And no one on the defense has a fucking spine. Pareko and Falk just ain't it. Krug ain't it. Krug's definitely not Bennington it. can be a leader in his own way, but he's more of a reserved guy, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Dead air. Dead air. There it is. This is, uh, should we give uh, good old STL Roper a let's call? Let's give him a call. See if let's give him a call a Final thing. words. Hold on, let's see. Hold on. Let's see if he's calling. Any OTROT you got on your mind, Pat? I've been hearing there's some submarine searching for the Titanic that got lost. <laughs> Hey, you're on with the the Sean McCall and uh, producer Pat. Oh, dude, um, it's a great match. Uh, I'm in the third row, standing. Um, it's awesome. I mean, I love it. Um, suck we're losing. Yeah, it is suck we're losing, dude. 
But uh, how's the how's yeah, the crowd we, atmosphere? We got play better. They're just laying off passes, getting in our zone, getting in our heads. I don't know. I'm just wishing that we play better. Roper, Sean McCall here. What's up, Sean? How bad does City look without Jao Klaus and Loven? I mean, we've already seen it for like, what, two months now? It's just sucks that he's out for another month. We definitely are needing Loven. Loven is our speed. Do you feel like Real Salt Lake could be our new rival now in the Western Conference? We just split away and away. I mean, I guess we won at their stadium and they won here. I mean, I guess altitude just doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I like it, but they're not our rivals. Florida KC is definitely our rival. How's the atmosphere in City Park on a Wednesday night? Any empty seats? Oh, dude, it's sold out. It's sold out. Um, St. Louis showed up. St. Louis City, on the other hand, would be questionable. Would be questionable. I mean, I, I like what we're seeing. The first half, we looked strong. It's just the second half. It was not good letting up that first goal. It seems like Roman Berkey is definitely frustrated. He gets frustrated very easily. And it sucks when we see him frustrated. I don't know. Is City a bad weekday team? We've lost now like three weekday games. Maybe, no? maybe, dude. It's, it's on the mind. It's on the mind. Stat. I was thinking of everyone. Bradley Carnell. All right, final question for your Roper before we let you go. How many beers do you drink? Say how that many, again? How many beers deep are you? Um, At least... Well, four is 12 ounces, and then two 25 ounces. So add that up, and that's what you got from Roper. Pretty reasonable. Roper, one more question. What do you think the Blues are doing with their two late picks in the first round? Are they selecting players, or are they trading them? I hope we trade you. I want that Mikov or whatever. The Russian guy, best Russian we've seen ever since, I don't know, I don't know, I guess... Ovection, I I want it, dude. I want I want the next Ovection. So you wouldn't want to trade those two picks and try to move up and to Arizona's pick or maybe San Jose's pick and grab Wait, them at six or four. Dude, I'm, let let me just say this. I'm not getting mad if we don't trade those picks, but because we obviously have great draft like first round draft picks history, and I trust Doug. And if Doug if Doug likes the deal, he's gonna pull the trigger. So we just trust in Doug. Faith and Doug. Faith and Doug. All right, Roper, good talking to you. Always fun talking to you, Mr. STL Roper. Yep, third row up. Uh, love you guys. Love the, love the blue cast. Love everyone. Goodbye. Love you, bro. See ya. <laughs> and that was STL Roper, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That's all right. That Jason was... Pat's pulling my mic. Yeah. STL Roper was... Uh... Few beers deep. That was say. a a reverse roper rant. That was a friendly roper. That was a friendly roper he rant. He was humming. I he wish was... he could be like that all the time on the pod. <laughs> 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 little 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 shade throw in there. No 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 no. But hey, um, all right. I guess that wraps us up. I think that wraps us up. Hold on. See you tomorrow night. Not tomorrow night, but maybe next week. Maybe next week. Well, 
I'm out of town. But that's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and we will... We will see you tomorrow.